Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and in this episode of the show, we are joined by Munthaz Chowdhury, co-founder and executive director of Prejudice, a boutique change management firm launched back in 2006. Combined with over a decade of experience, along with a certification in the Proxy Methods for Change, Munthas has helped shape her firm's directive approach to change management. Her team works closely with senior executives and their sponsors to learn more about the challenges organizations are having with change and develop effective strategies and tactics that can lead to successful and sustainable outcomes. Munthas, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Bill. Thanks for inviting me. So firstly, please introduce yourself a bit more. Tell our, tell our listeners about your career backgrounds and your current role as co-founder and executive director at Pradulis. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, so my career background, so I'm currently, uh, as you mentioned, the executive director and co-founder at Pradulis Solutions, uh, which was a firm that was launched in 2006 uh, that I launched with my husband, Shaheen. Um, and I've been a change management professional for the last 13 years. So doing change management work typically in large um, enterprises and large organizations uh, within North America, uh, helping them through all kinds and types of change. So whether it's organizational change, like restructuring, uh, new leadership, uh, reorganizing teams, uh, all the way to uh, digital technology initiatives, so digitization initiatives, uh, introduction of new enterprise platforms and solutions um, that really rework and rejig the way we work today in organizations. And what we do in the change management world is focus on the people side of change. So change management is really the structured approach and set of tools for managing the people side of change. And a change management professional, a successful one, a good one, will help you address the people-related factors in change by equipping leaders and teams with the strategies, tools, and resources for implementing change successfully. So we do things such as helping to build out change leadership skills, uh, change communications and training strategies, business readiness activities. Uh, so that's just a little bit about what change management is, a little bit of my background. Um, I didn't start in change management at all in my career. I actually uh, started my career in IT on an IT help desk, uh, helping people through their problems with IT, whatever it uh, came to be. Um, and I think that's sort of what helped me build the foundation in good change management skills, um, because I learned to empathize with users and users and people, um, help them bridge the gap between uh, using technology and integrating it into their day-to-day -day work um, and, and, and looking forward to new things in the future in terms of improving the way they work. Um, and kind of fell into change management through that process. So I started off my career on the help desk, grew into sort of a training uh, role within a change management team and group uh, within a higher education environment, and then kind of moved into some bigger projects from there. So my first big project was an ERP implementation, um, then moved into some IT um, uh, sort of a reorganization and transformation program, 
did several of those and now I'm doing a lot of different work. Our firm is doing a lot of different work uh, in sort of emerging acquisition space, in the uh, reorganization space, transformation space, and um, technology implementation. So all of that. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And uh, you and I were introduced through the wonderful Matt mm -hmm. Burns, yeah. who I believe is uh, on your board of directors. Is, is, is that right? Uh, that is right. Sorry. Yes. Uh, and you are also a panelist at our very first Innovate Work event in wonderful, fabulous Vancouver. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for that. Oh, you're very welcome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so let's talk a bit more about, about the company then. So you, you launched Pradulis with your husband, uh, Shireen, back in 2006. Mm -hmm. Tell us tell us why you decided to, decided to launch the firm. What's yeah. the main mission statement? And, and uh, I'd also love it if you don't mind offering a little bit of time in terms of sharing some of the unique challenges and opportunities of, of a, uh, of, of a husband-wife-led firm like yours. Sure. Yeah, so um, we launched the firm in 2006. It actually was not my idea at all. It was Shaheen's. He um, wanted to start a business in something. He wasn't quite sure at the time. We were just newly married. Uh, he knew he wanted to do something different and make a bigger impact in the world. Uh, so his original intention actually was to build a technology consulting firm because his passion is technology. And so, um, yeah, that was that was what he wanted to do is to help senior leaders uh, incorporate and make better use of technology solutions. And his initial uh, consulting work was uh, with large organizations, um, helping them build technology strategies and plans and uh, make better use of technology. Um, and it wasn't until the last five, six years that um, Pradulis has sort of become now a change management firm. So we, we saw, both of us, uh, through our work, the challenges that companies faced with change, uh, what, you know, uh, didn't matter what type or nature of change it was, that they often um, neglected the people side and uh, paid severe consequences in terms of burnout and frustration and uh, low morale and disengagement. Um, and high levels of resistance if they didn't bring people along that change journey. So it was when we came to sort of that inflection point of, okay, you know, looks like this kind of area and practice is it has got a huge need and demand. Uh, let's focus on that and let's create a business around that. And uh, when we moved out to Vancouver five years ago, that's just what we did is we focused on our change management practice um, and uh, now help organizations. Our tagline and motto is helping leaders put humanity into the change process. Um, and so that's primarily what we do. Uh, so Shaheen and I have very two distinct, different roles in the business. Uh, I lead the client success team, our delivery team in leading consulting, coaching, training engagements with different organizations across North America. And Shaheen heads up our sales, marketing, um, and uh, business development efforts for the company. So we did that very purposefully because uh, as a husband and wife team, one of the key challenges that we come up against is sort of keeping an eye on each other and becoming each other's bosses. So we try not to boss each other around. He's the expert in his domain and holds the ultimate decision-making rights there when it comes to sales, marketing, business development efforts. Of course, he consults me. 
but he's the final decision maker there. And then same with on our delivery side. I am the final decision maker when it comes to key client related, uh, engagement related decisions, how I build and form and lead our teams, uh, how we approach the solutions and deliver the solutions for our clients. That's all uh, my domains. We try not to get into, um, in, into each other's areas too much, but it obviously can happen very easily as a husband and wife teams. We try to keep uh, personal and business separate as much as possible. We also are very strict with um, keeping personal and business uh, lines separate. So when we're home, we're home and we spend time with our family and we are focused, you know, on the personal side. Um, so we don't talk about change management in the business over the dinner table, never comes into the bedroom, all that good stuff. Uh, although our kids and know much about change management and will make fun of us every so often. Um, but, uh, and during business hours, it's strictly business. We talk about, you know, working on the business, uh, working in the business, um, all of the things that we need to deal with on a day-to-day -day business and running uh, our business. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of some of the, the challenges and opportunities. It's, for me, it's very um, fulfilling because we are both in it together. Um, so we both you know, come home with a unified vision and shared vision of what we want to achieve and so even the times when we do argue or fight over things uh, business related we know that we're both kind of in it together so we know that we're both passionate about the same thing uh, so that's really good so we bring that shared passion to work um, it's also can be scary at times because this is our single uh, form of income now right for the both of us so um, you know, we've we've got to make it work. We've got to make sure that this business is successful. So, um, uh, you know, it, it gives us kind of that added pressure sometimes. Uh, but for for us overall, it it it's been a really really good thing. So uh, they say that business can either really strengthen a marriage or it can break it. So we like to think that it's helped to strengthen our marriage over the last few years. And I love uh, I love the idea the idea that, uh, that there's a whole next generation of change management specialists in in the uh, in the house as well. Yeah. Your kids. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's funny. My daughter will she's ten. She'll sometimes say, "Mama, you didn't do proper change management on this. You never told me what's happening." So, yes, that's true. We've got the next generation of professionals coming up. I guess right behind us. Okay, so uh, for those folk who uh, don't live in your house and perhaps are not <laughs> fully fully um, au fait with exactly what change management is and how it works, can you can you sort of sum up sum up at this point in just a few mm -hmm. lines uh, what what a change management professional does? For sure. So a change management professional helps you focus on the people side of change. So they look at sort of what's called the soft side, I would say. But often the soft side is the hard side because what happens when leaders implement and um, implement change within organizations, they don't think about how that's going to impact people. They'll um, either downplay the impacts of that change or because they've been in it for so long, figure that everyone else has been a part of that journey with them. And so they underestimate the communications and support required for their people. So a change management professional helps you to focus on that side to say, hey, 
let's take a look at your change vision and what it is in terms of the definition of success that you have at the end of this change. And let's build a process or a program around this so that we can bring your people along and that you can actually realize those benefits that you set out uh, to, um, to um, achieve in the beginning, you can realize those in the end. So a change management professional will design that change program for you to help bring your people along. Wonderful, thank you very much. Now, what are some of the biggest challenges that leaders face today when it comes to managing change? The single biggest challenge that we've seen in our most recent work is the ability to keep up with the pace of change, um, our creating change resiliency inside an organization. So according to research from Gartner, um, the average organization has undergone at least five enterprise changes in the past three years. I would say that's probably a little bit more. This uh, research and study is probably a little bit older. But 73% of organizations expect more change initiatives in the next few years, and only a small minority expect the pace of change to decelerate. So what's known and what we're all experiencing inside organizations is that this pace and rate of change is unprecedented and it continues to increase, creating widespread change fatigue in organizations. So when leaders neglect to equip their people and leaders with the skills to not just survive but thrive in change, it can lead to significant negative consequences as I spoke about before, such as employee burnout and fatigue but also at an organizational level, the inability to achieve your organizational, organizational and or strategic goals. So the single biggest challenge in my view is that change fatigue and the ability to keep up with the pace of change. Okay, thank you very much. You gave us a good overview there and you also highlighted a couple of the uh, the mistakes that leaders can make. Um, what, are, what are the top, few organizational trends that you're seeing this year in 2019 and um, also I'd, I'd love to hear from you some predictions for for next year 2020. Absolutely so number one uh, when it comes to the practice of organi organizational change I'm seeing more co-creative participatory or bottom-up change approaches so where leaders uh, and leadership teams are engaging more people at the front line uh, in the ideation and justification of change upfront. Um, traditional top-down approaches to change simply don't work in today's modern business world. So um, we're seeing you know, more of that, uh, what Gartner likes to call open source change. And I really like that term. Second, we're seeing more uh, technology um, driven change um and bounce technology such as robotic process automation or rpa and artificial intelligence so financial institutions in particular seem eager to blend more technology into their operations to become more efficient and competitive and what that can do in terms of the impact on people is really take away some jobs not jobs but tasks and responsibilities so it's requires um sort of mitigating the impact of that on people by helping them to upskill um, in new skills and, and develop new skills within the organization. 
And the third uh, organizational trend I'm seeing in 2019 is the rise of something called WeWorking. Uh, so fluid, dynamic labor models that comprise of small, autonomous, high-performing teams. That is, you know, Gartner will state uh, form, converge, act, and dismantle as assignments change. So these blended workforce models of gig, gig workers, full-time employees, other specialists, um, and, and uh, practitioners and professionals coming together for these quick agile sort of assignments um, and to deliver on change very quickly and more nimbly. What am I seeing ahead for 2020? Probably, you know, these trends continuing to, um, to rise and to um, uh, kind of uh, distribute and grow. Um, and I would say increased digitization or democratization of change management as well. I actually don't like the term change management. I prefer change enablement or change leadership. So I'd like to put, you know, the tools, strategies and resources that change management professionals have so closely held over the last um, 40 years in the hands of capable leaders and teams uh, really democratize that information and that knowledge so that more people become more adept and resilient in the face of change. Uh, so you can do that through the digitization of those tools. Um, so you can create online readiness pulses and assessments to gauge your readiness, um, your team's readiness for change. Um, and, and, you know, measure your employee's sentiment um, within a point of time. Um, using online tools um, such as dashboards to visibly represent the health uh, of an organization in the face of change. Uh, so those types of things I'm seeing more digitization uh, of the change management professional in 2020. And just continuing that for a moment, then, uh, in terms of conversations that you're having with, with your clients and, and you work for uh, with lo lots of different size and uh, uh, different sectors as well, for, for example, uh, universities, you, you, you mm -hmm. guys uh, help um, for, in terms of conversations with leaders. Uh, what's what's the general feeling towards uh, more mo mobility uh more more remote working uh, mm -hmm. you, you touched on it a little bit a, a moment ago but are there certain industries perhaps um perhaps large educational institutions are, are less in favor of that perhaps large financial institutions mm -hmm. would be less in favor of that compared to um smaller more nimble uh, companies mm -hmm. perhaps are you seeing that and then on the on the employee side I, I, i'd love to hear a bit about what what you're what you're seeing what you're hearing in terms of how people are preparing and changing their skill sets to to adopt these new technologies these ai driven technologies that are, that are dominating now but mm -hmm. you know in the next year or so that they'll be that much more impactful and and perhaps mm -hmm. some of their fears around um, losing key tasks and, and and being able to adapt to that new climate Absolutely. Um, so I think your first question was around, um, if you can remind me again there, Bill, sorry, the... Um... Yeah, sure. So the, the first part of that was, I, I'd, I'd love to hear generally what's been the, the feedback that you're, mm -hmm. you've been receiving from, from the folks that you work on the leadership side in yes. terms of encouraging uh, and growing uh, mobility and, and remote working and so on. Yes. 
Um, so <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to have to give the consultant answer here, but it depends. So I would say um, it's not industry specific, um, organization specific. Uh, the receptivity to the rise of you know, sort of we working, co-working, um, autonomous teams, cross-functional teams, um, and you know, more agile type of projects and uh, teams. Um, it really depends on the culture. So, if there is an open, uh, trusting, collaborative culture that's built a lot of empowerment among their amongst their teams, those are the types of organizations that are really poised for the future of work. Um, and they can be large, they can be small, they can be mid-sized. Um, and, it, and I've seen it in varying different industries. Uh, so it all comes down to culture and it all comes down to leadership. So you definitely have to lead differently in this area of uh, the future of work. You do have to give your employees the uh, autonomy, the empowerment to make decisions, to run with ideas, to ideate, give them the time to be creative, uh, think about other strategic pursuits rather than getting mired in the day-to-day. -day. So give them that space to do that. Um, we've worked with a few organizations recently who are actually mandating that. They're saying 10% of your time every week should be spent on simply thinking, simply creative thinking or strategic thinking or research on emerging trends for our industry, something getting you away from the day-to-day -day work. So that's been a really great practice uh, and success factor. Um, so to sum that up, really, it's about the culture and the leadership um, that is, enables that within an organization. Uh, and your second question, Bill, you'll have to remind me on that again, because that was a three-parter. <laughs> it, it was a very long question. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'd also be keen just to hear what, what you're hearing from the shop floor, so, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, the feedback that you're getting with uh, HR pros and leaders you, you work with in, in terms of the, the fears uh, and the realities around the onset of, of new technologies uh, um, yes. and, and how employees are worried and uh, machine learning will yeah. take take over a lot of their roles uh, and, and what are what are some of the initiatives to, to make people adaptive and and, mm -hmm. and ready ready for change now and and in 2020 yeah uh, so I spoke about this actually at uh, innovate work as well but technologies such as robotic process automation the fear that it comes with that is that it's going to take away jobs and it doesn't actually take away jobs it takes away tasks the repetitive monotonous typically characterizes monotonous tasks uh, that a human worker would typically perform so what opportunity that avails is that people can now work on more of those creative pursuits uh, look at other areas within the business that have you know an increasing need such as customer experience and customer service um, and an employer's role in that or a leader's role in that is to provide people with the support and skills building to be able to do that so being able to upskill your workers in other areas uh, because now you have freed up their time to pursue some of those other um, areas and, and um, interests so that they can perform well in these new organizations and new ways of working. Um, so we've seen a lot of that. Um, 
some of the other fears that come with technology um, are that, you know, as an as a as a professional, how am I going to keep up with the pace of that? How am I going to be able to um, learn this new technology and be able to manage it? And again, it's you know up to that employer, to, up to that leader, to provide um, employees with the learning opportunities to do so. So giving them the space to attend training and or organizing training on site within uh, your workplace um, so that they can learn about and explore those new technologies together with you as a leadership team. Okay, we are coming towards the end of this particular interview. Before we wrap things up today, mm -hmm. that, uh, in 30 seconds or less, uh, please offer one or two tips on change management that you'd like to leave our listeners with. Great. Uh, I'll do one. Uh, so my major tip when it comes to change management is that don't always assume that resistance is bad. Uh, leaders often make the mistake that make the mistake of assuming that resistance to change is due to disengaged or difficult employees. And in the majority of cases, employees resist change because the information they have tells them that the initiative is unwise, ill-founded, or unlikely to stick. So leaders really need to get curious about the true sources of resistance and take action on those. Awesome. And then finally for today, how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you and how can i also learn more about Pradulus? absolutely so uh listeners can connect with me and with our company on uh, linkedin on twitter so if you just uh, search for on linkedin for myself Mumtaz Chaudhry, or um, for Pradulus solutions our company we've got a company page uh, that you're welcome to follow and we uh, have a twitter profile as well that we frequently update and post um, and you can visit us at our website as well, just www.pradulous.com. Wonderful. That just leaves me to say for today, Monthas Chaudhry, thank you very much for being a guest on the HR Chat Show. You're very welcome, Bill. It was my pleasure. And listeners, if you haven't heard it yet, please also check out the other interview that Monthas did with the wonderful Matt Burns, uh, also on the HR Chat feed. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.